I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to podcast number four, the AI Horror Podcast. It's me, Mal, and Maurizio. Maurizio. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Ready to jump into this? Yeah, yeah. So we're following on from the last podcast. So the last one was looking at uh, Friday Fresh as, as the festival itself, the movies, what we're doing, what we're up to, and we managed to cover in the one-hour podcast Friday, so Thursday and Friday. Um, we're going to attempt to try and do the next three days in the one hour we got ahead, ahead of us. So wish us luck. We'll jump straight in if you want, mate. Um, this was the one where we split, didn't we, as well? First thing Saturday. So, again... What did you see? So, I, I saw Third Night uh, on the Discovery screen. Third Night. Uh, and you saw The Bar, didn't you? Oh, I remember the plot to Third Night. Um, yeah. That's the Australian one, Creepy, wasn't it? Aussie horror. That's it, yeah. yeah. You move into a house, horror. and then you find out yep. on the Third Night, people die. Something. So, that yeah, sounded good. I, I liked yeah. it. I read through it. I thought, yeah, yeah. 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 But then I found out my friend... That yes. on the main screen they showed the bar. <laughs> now yeah. reading through this one, and I remember you saying to me that the plot just seemed rubbish. It did. And, you, and look, me, at, did look at the yeah. poster. Look at the poster. It is what it says, and you were like, "That looks rubbish." And true, it is a poster about people stuck in a bar. Premise of the film is an incident happens outside the bar yeah. and all of a sudden they're stuck in the bar and you're thinking, where true. can they go with this? And it's true. Mal, there's a lot of uh, first time films that, you know, are quite out there. Some of them are rubbish. Some of them are very mm. good. Some of them very raw, but this film, the bar is directed by one of the greatest Spanish directors, Alex de la Iglesia. I knew this film was going to be good and you missed out my friend because this film was great. Oh yeah, totally. Look, I, I, again, talking to you before the, the festival started and talking to people out there, I, I knew it was going to be good, but I also knew that, the, the good point the good part you and i have is we we happily split up and go and see other films so we cover all bases so it was it was the one of the ones where you told me it's going to be good i knew it's going to be good i thought well you go and check it out i'll check out something else so we can c- compare notes and i think it was a safe bet to miss because 
I'm guessing he's going to get a release, right? I'm guessing he's going to get, you know, he's going to get the full work. So, well, oh, yeah, I'll there's, there's, yeah, there's no, there's no question of that. Hey, but exactly. I just remember you saying to me, you just reading through that plot, you're like, it doesn't oh, yeah, grab plot, me. It, totally. that, I mean, that's that, not uh, what these films are about. Because, like, no, no, no. Honestly, so okay, it's it's a small bar in the middle of Madrid. It's just as you imagine an everyday bar would be, but you know, a Spanish everyday bar. And all of a mm. sudden, a customer's leaving, fatally shot as he exits the bar and there's pandemonium and yeah. all of a sudden these people are, are, are stuck in the bar someone's just been shot leaving the bar don't know right. what's going on they don't know if there's a sniper out there they don't know what's this that and the other um the crowd the streets normally which is busy because in spain these streets are busy in yeah. madrid certainly everyone's gone you don't know what's going and then the film the director just does so well just just tells this fantastic story you know it, it spent yes a portion of the film staring out the window what's going on then mm. then it moves on it, like they start looking at each other is it something to do with who they are they all start to suddenly doubt who they all are and the great thing about it is it constantly shifts everyone is slightly different there's like a vagrant there there's the guy who works behind the the bar there's um the businessman there's you know this the student Oh no, the, student, the, the executive, it, it's got a bit oh, of everything. And you start to learn all these stories and it isn't done with boring exposition where everyone's just sort of builds up their little backstory. It all happens in, during the action. You find out who these people are. Mm-hmm. And it was, like I said, it's just, just, it's just so well done. There's so many things they could get out of it. The premise of the bike, that's just the launch pad to, to, bigger better things and yes yeah. oh yeah i'm brilliant no totally i remember walking out of it or walking out of my film and bumping into you guys and like, oh man it was great and everyone said it was great and i think everyone sort of saying it's one of the top picks of the film of the festival so i'm glad you saw it mate i'm glad it, it played well as it did i'm glad uh, i saw it yeah totally and i think i think it's one of the ones where and we'll cover this next few days of the fart fest that we talk about where we do we do this quite often we do split up and we do try and compare notes and i think it's good to cover those bases because Again, it's all it's all it's all subjective, right? Some some films of we've walked out of where you said Mao is rubbish. I'm like, actually, Marissa's pretty good, or vice versa. Yeah, so I, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm I'm happy. I saw a great film out. Please yeah. tell me which film you saw. Tell me tell me about Third Night. So I saw Third Night. Third Night was really good. It's 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 this creepy Aussie horror. Now there's a lot of good horror coming out of Australia right now and, yes. and New Zealand as well, and and they do the creepy dark stuff really really well. Um, we know some of the good ones we've seen like Wall Freak and that. Um, and then there's, there's this one, it's third night. So the premise is, um, a couple moves into this Australian outback orchard farm type place. And, um, they, um, they get, there's this, they settle in, it's all fine, a bit creepy because you're out, you're in the outback and there's get, there, there's this person watching them and sort of, you know, playing with them and toying with them, not in this, in a sort of crazy way to sort of, you know, making them feel uneasy. And the premise is basically, um, they get sort of terrorized for a bit, they get hyped for a bit. And then on the third night of moving in, they die. Um, <laughs> and that's the promise of the film. Now, there's more to it than that because the, the, the poster, sorry, the, the synopsis gives it away as to what's going to happen, what the premise is about. But it's the lead up. It's the build up. It's, it's how it all happens. And why I, happens. I like the idea of this one because like yeah. um, I, living in Islington, it's just normal to hear police sirens in the background <laughs> all the time. And I have yeah. like been to stay at a, like a cottage mm. sort of in Norfolk um, and yeah. it was complete silence around there. Yeah. And I was, yeah. yeah. And that's the scariest thing. Cause I'm like, I'm imagining some, uh, 
some lovely local fellows with chainsaws are gonna like kick down the door and cut us up yeah and and then this has got that sort of not that sort of feel but it's got that sort of you know out in the open you know exposed elements kind of kind of feel to it yeah the posters the poster's got this here kitty kitty thing going on on the poster and there's another one where i got a t-shirt from it as well there's a kitten reference to it so there's a kitten oh okay yeah 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 here kitty kitty and the t-shirt i got says it on it as well and there's a kitten there's kitten references or cat references to in the film throughout and i won't spoil for you why the poster has here kitty kitty but it's it's a good way of, of of it's a weird way of looking at the cats and what cats do um i'll leave it at that but okay. it's, it's 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 worth checking out it's a good film actually i liked it and and again i'm glad i saw that knowing that you were going to enjoy the bar that way i don't feel that we both saw the same thing and we missed out on the third night so we saw that right and i think as well and then after that we split up again didn't we yes and you saw mansfield 667 yes yes yeah it's a documentary was yeah it was I, I liked it i mean it wasn't a horror film per se it was uh so like i said it's a documentary on jane mansfield i'm thinking yeah yeah, yeah, it's mansfield, yeah. and you saw the film mate <laughs> yeah and she well and, and a lot of not actually facts more rumors and things she got Basically, she got mixed up with Anton LaVey, who headed up the, the Church of Satan. Right. And they, they did, I think she started hanging out with him a bit for the publicity. And they did some photo shoots and all the rumours and chit-chat between people around them. They pieced together a story right. to make it seem like she basically was in got in with the with satan and that might mm. have had a bearing on the unfortunate accident she had okay yeah the untimely death of james mansfield right um, and it, another it was, good poster, quite interesting. Right? Yeah, and it was a funky little poster. Yeah, and they did it in a really interesting way. Not, you know, they got like, uh, what was it the students of the university in Leeds, not Leeds mm-hmm. Uni, the other one. It's changed its name. I think it was Leeds Met, but it's it's changed its name to the. I think I'm thinking Leeds Beckett. I'm really bad with this this stuff. Um, and they yeah. and they got they the they got they got um, they provided. Uh, some dance routines around it. So there's a lot of 60s dancing and things in between snippets of photos and footage. Uh-huh. And it's all put together in a, in a really sort of um, kitsch way. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good, oh, though. Right. I, you know, it was, it was a good thing to sort of watch, I guess, on TV, right. really. Uh, I, w- I really felt like I, I really should have watched some, some good slasher film. But what did right. you see, Mal? I saw the remake of Inside. So Inside is this, Inside is this French movie that was out. Oh, okay. Uh, 2006, seven. Never saw it. No, it's basically this um, premise is a woman's having a kid and another woman wants to steal the kid for various reasons. Well, for one reason, which comes, which is, which is evident in the film, which is I don't want to spoil. a stranger or someone? I can't say because it'll oh. give away the film. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, it's obvious, mate, because this film's pretty shit. Actually. Oh. <laughs> cut I didn't like the film. It was a bad remake. They cocked up the ending of the original film. Um, if you're a novice going into this film, it's, it's got great suspense, but the ending is, is, they've changed the ending. It's got a very Hollywood ending. Um, and I walked out thinking, what the hell? Apparently the original directors of the original film were in the cinema at the time. Apparently it would be good to see what they say. But the reason why I saw this film was because the uh, director of sleep type, uh, is behind this. And sleep type was another creepy sort of stalkery film. Spanish yeah. film we saw at Firefest, which is really, really, really good. So I thought I'll give it a go. And remit was poor, so he directed it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, you know, it's, it's um, 
from the direct, yeah, the director of Sleep Type comes this remake of Inside, and oh, it was bad. Now, this, oh, the hint Jay, behind this uh, was Miguel Ingel Vivas. Vivas. Let's not dwell too much about this, mate, because it wasn't very good. Oh, and Sleep Type was really good. I like Sleep Type. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But the hint was it was based. It was in the smallest cinema, small, smallest discovery screen in Prince Charles that gives you to, that tells you the kind of thing it was aiming for. They Having also that, directed Kidnapped. Yes, we haven't seen that. Oh, mate, that's badass. Home Invasion. Well, there you go, right? Brutal. Two badass films and then this pile of shit. Oh, okay. There you go. Move on. Next film. Because it wasn't very really good at all. I walked out thinking, what the hell did I watch? Why did I watch it? Uh, I'm trying to avoid moving to the next one because the next one was terrible. Jackals. What? Jack- Jackals. <laughs> that was pretty bad, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it so looked holes I, I, it. Yeah. It looked all right, you know, from the premise of it. It looked, it looked, like, it looked like, yeah, it could be half decent. Um, this, you know, cult family thing going on and they're trying to save their kid and the cult's trying to get the kid back and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no invasion. Pot they pot turn pot up. up. They've all got, like, yeah. the animal masks on their heads. Uh, yep. And they want imagery's great, I've got to say. Imagery's great. These animal masks, light shining behind them, dark forest. It looks really good. Wow, this is really cool. It's a second again, film from our friend Stephen Dorff. Yes. Providing the veteran role in the... Yes. Uh, in the yeah, film. But it was, again, it wasn't very good. I, too many plot holes for me. It was just, it was just like, what the hell? Get on with it. What yeah. are you going to do? This? Yeah, because the like, was the, a twist. Stephen Dorff was like the uh, the guy who knew how to deal with all this stuff, like the ex army, whatever. And as yeah. soon as there's a bit of trouble outside, he runs out the yeah. front door to see what's going on. And of course, they catch him. And you know, you think it doesn't matter. It, it's, they're always going to see it, Mal. It's it's. But, I just give an example of how bad it was. Okay, there's another one. There's another bit. I'll, I'll, I'll give away another bit with one of the Go kids. On. He, he makes a run for it. Remember? He, yeah. Make, he yeah, says, I'm, I'm the fastest one. I'll, I'll run off and get help. And he makes yeah. it over to the van and he reaches yeah. the glove compartment and there's an animal mask and he freaks out because he's basically yeah. got on the, the cult's van. So yeah. you sat there. Or I don't know if you were sat there. I was sat there screaming, put the mask on. The mask, put it on yeah. and you could turn up and go, yeah. all right, Bob. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know, mate. And, and a lot of it does that. Even, even the end of it. he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and, and a lot of it was just like, "What are you doing?" It didn't make sense to me. I, did, I, I was just like, "It, it looked great, but it, it, again, it just fell apart for me." It just like, what? Oh, "Nah, it didn't work." Sorry, mate. Try again. So, yeah, should we move on from Jackals quickly to? I don't know what you want to talk about next, mate. You're gonna love no, about this. I don't want to talk about it. Right, this is this is a couple of bad runs for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, all right. So the film we're talking about, I didn't see it. I chose to see Ruin Me, by the way, which I'll come up to in a minute. I tried Richard to get thought, tickets for that. I tried to get tickets yes. for that, but they yeah. sold out in front of my eyes. Um, so I ended up buying a ticket for it because I was hyped up for it, and the director and the writers were were kind enough to give me a T-shirt beforehand to promo it, to sell it to me. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. I thought well, I got an exclusive T-shirt, and I like then I said, look, man. yeah, it's a great T-shirt, and I thought well, I'm buying into this, and I'll come to that in a minute. Why don't you talk about Attack of the Adult Babies? There's not much to say, really. Um, Attack of the Adult Babies. I mean, how do you think that's going to play out? Um, it looks in nappies. Yeah, so it, it was pretty poor. And the only saving grace was it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because I've seen some terrible films in the past. And I thought <laughs> this was going to be another one in the long line of terrible films. Uh, but was it, it terrible because you expected more? Because it was... Dominic Brunt and, he, and Bait was really, really good? Or was it terrible because it was just terrible? No, it was, it was just crap. Uh, no, Bait was really, <laughs> really? good. Uh, it, it was great, I know. 
Yeah, but Attack of the Adult Babies. No, it's like some 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 basically some really rich guys meet up at some secluded mansion and um, they dress up as babies. And then um, there's a service provided for them where they all get an individual nurse who looks after them. And um, at the same time, there's... um, What do you mean looks after them? Well, sort of, I don't know, does all that kinky stuff. Not nothing sexual, just all, you know, just fetish stuff like matron, matron type stuff, you know. Clean their nappies, mate. Um, Burp them. Yeah, you know, a bunch oh, of fat oh, flakes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and then there's a whole another storyline where these people have to break in and get something. They don't know it, it, it's a mansion with um, these adult baby men. And yeah, it's uh, yeah. You, you're not missing on anything, mate. You, you you picked well to. This is probably the first time at the festival you picked well, avoiding this and seeing something else. Um, you're probably right, actually, unless you want to count Third Night as a good film, which I like. Anyway. No, I won't um, count that because the bar was... Yeah, because you, oh, you saw the, the bar, bar, yeah, yeah. Mate, yeah the no, bar yeah. got right, raised literally. Enough. You did, right. So I saw Ruin Me. Now, Ruin Me is a movie about these horror scare experiences thingies. It's, um, it's... I don't know if you've, anyone saw Fear, Inc. Um, do yes, you see Fear, Inc.? I did yeah. see Fear, Inc. I really liked it. I, yeah, I, yeah, it's good. I don't, I don't know if that's released anywhere yet. Because I definitely uh, see that again. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'll watch it again. But anyway, it's similar to that if you've seen Fear Inc. It's basically they go on this experience and they scare the hell out of you and you've just got to go with it. Is it comedy? Um, is it straight uh, horror? Is it? It's not straight horror. It's, 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 it's got a bit of... Yeah, a bit of tongue-in-cheek. But there's a bit of comedy in there. Um, it, it's, made for a, it may, it's made for a mainstream audience, so it's not like out-and-out gore horror. You don't actually see much much gore in it at all, actually, which probably means... It's going to get a, a decent release and a low, probably a, a lower certificate release. But uh, I liked it. I liked this movie. Um, it was a good watch because it was it was again this experience which you're going on with this person or these people. And obviously you've got you know you've got this you've got the person that's not been been to these things before. You've got a guy who's sort of trying to there with his girlfriend, and you've got some emo kids who just who think they're all that. And you've got this comedic fella who's, who adds comedic value because he's just there as a bumbling sort of you know, nerd kind of person. And then you've got this sort of unknown loner, quiet person. So the, the text sort of cliche boxes. Um, and then it goes to his, you're in this forest and they let it loose on you. And this sort of, you know, they scare you and they put you in a position to, to solve mysteries and crime, uh, solve mysteries and, and puzzles to, to ne- get to the next clue. But this is back. This is backstory. I'd like to do something like that. I think that sounds pretty yeah, cool. I would. Yeah, it would. But there's a backstory between the main girl in it and her boyfriend. And there's some stuff that unresolved stuff. And she's got issues that she's recovering from, He's playing a recovering um, addict, and she's trying to get you know move on from her life. And there's there's, there's the, it touches on a lot of that, and a lot of it is you know stuff going on in the head, and it plays out with her fears. It's quite cleverly done. I just wish there'd been a bit a, a bit more horror and like killing and you know that sort of stuff. It was more plot driven than uh, kill driven. You didn't see you didn't see you didn't see the kills um, uh, as much, or you don't see many kills. But it was a good film nonetheless. I like watching it. I like the fact that, you know, I, I'm glad I saw it. Um, I'd watch it, you know, with a bunch of mates again. Have your I, buddies at Ruin Me actually um, told you when this thing's coming out then so I can catch it? Uh, I don't know because it's still the festival circuit. So every I've seen the tweets and it's still pick, getting picked up at all festivals at the moment. Oh, I guess, yeah, some of these things, they don't know if they got releases. They don't know how yeah. it's going to distribute. Just so, yeah, it's, it's on the, yeah so it's on the festival circuit and it's getting a lot of good hype. Um, and I recommend it. I, I'd say watch it. Watch it with a bunch of mates. Um, again, it, 
a lot of these films, and it's just like most films, right? You watch them with a certain crowd, you, you appreciate it differently. And I think this film is one to watch with your mates. If you watch it on your own, you like it, but I think you'll be better watch it with a bunch of mates and just sort of, you know, then it, you have conversation. But yeah, good watch. And it seemed like I picked well and not watching Attack of the Adult Babies. Well, I'll be watching it by myself, Mel, because I, I doubt I'll be able to talk my I'll family to watch it here. Oh, okay, brilliant, brilliant. I'll come around, I'll come around. Okay, you'll provide the, the, the group for me. Yes, definitely. And yeah, then after this, it leads us to uh, Hatchet. 10th anniversary no it doesn't it doesn't lead me to hatchet mate i i haven't so can you watch it you you, you weren't there were you no what would i go see well, yeah. um, i so um i mean it, it sort of needs its own little build-up in that um yeah that's right yeah, of course. there's a series of hatchet films yes and this was on the program as the 10th anniversary showing yes. of hatchet they've got the director there they've yeah. got lead actor there not yes. enough to sell it to me i've never seen hatchet films i don't give a monkeys um <laughs> <laughs> and I trust Duke Mitchell, who um, put up their film called Cold yes, Hell. Cold Hell. Cold yes. Hell. But yes. uh, you quickly go with the hatchet. What All happened, right. Mel? We got to the day. So, yes. So it was a, not at the 10th anniversary re- director's cut. It was actually a new hatchet movie called Victor Crowley or Victor Crowley Lives, whatever it's called. called I don't know. But it was a new hatchet movie, Hatchet 4, effectively. Um, is it a reboot? And is it another? No, no, it's just another, just another a follow-on. Okay. Um, it's you, you, a, a new bunch of people re- revisit um, Victor Crowley, and and look, right? It, it, I had to film the Hatcher film. It's, it was going to be a spoof. It was going to be a comedy. It was going to be uh, some crazy outlandish death, scene, death scenes, but it was great fun. So Adam Green came on first of all, and Adam Green can work a crowd. He came on and gave a intro to the film. Intro to him, intro to uh, George A. Romero passing away, and, and that sort of stuff, and, and all his influences, and it really got us into that moment. And as a Fright Fest crowd, it was a Fright Fest film through and through. It was it literally played as it should have done. It, you know, if you like slasher films, you've got some great slasher kills, um, some hatchet style kills, where basically, like you know, there's one scene where the woman, where the woman's phone and her arm goes through from one end of her body to the other end of the body. What? Worth I don't seeing. understand. I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, explain it again. It goes up her body. So in between her legs and through the other end. It's her great arm thing. goes through her body. Another, no, another woman's arm. There's two women. One, one There's woman's two, yeah, arm. Two, goes... One woman's arm is ripped off and goes from one end to the one end of another woman's body to the other end of a woman's body. Out her mouth. Yes. It's, and it's brilliant. And you, you end up laughing at the end of that scene. That's how the film was put together. It's quite a funny scene. Mm, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced, mate. It's, it, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And, and I'm not selling it. I'm not selling it in the right way because there's a lot, there, there is, there's, there's context behind that scene. Um, okay. But it's a, it's a funny scene. There's some funny comedies, but it's a silly, funny comedy. Well, I, um, I, I did hear that it was, it was, you know, there was suddenly, oh, it's the brand new Victor Crowley. And I thought, yeah, I still thought that's not enough to convince me because, uh, yeah, again, I still hadn't seen all the Hatcher films. And I thought, no, and to be why fair, we're going to jump in and see the fourth one. To be fair, after the, uh, I think it it was timed perfectly because after the day we had had, so we you'd seen the bar scene third night, and then after that, had been mediocre to, to not very good, and then I saw ruined me. But I think Hatchet was exactly what was needed. It was the right sort of crowd for the right sort of film, and it ticked all the boxes: some crazy kills, some mad Sasha scenes, some good comedy. Um, it worked. It was almost like airplane meets a slasher film. 
right? That in that in in that sort of context of the comedy, um, and I liked it for what it did. And it, and you know, at the end of it, Adam Green got uh, pretty much a standing ovation because of the fact that it just played perfectly to that crowd. And if you're a Hatchet fan, you'll love it. If you're a Slasher fan, you'll like it. If you know, uh, some people walked out of thinking, "Oh, fair enough," because if you're not a Slasher fan, you won't get it. But if you like Slasher films, you will like it. Um, I'm not and convinced. I'm no, no. Look, it's, it, again, mate. It's, it's like it's, it's all slasher films. I mean, the first Hatchet was great, and then uh, the new Peter Rabbit, right? Th- that's the segue into my film, which was which, yeah. Cold Hell. Yes, which that's which, which is doing really well. German film, I believe. Yep. Yes, yep. and um, I've got. I think I got noted down. Tense serial killer, cat and yep. mouse thriller. The mouse yes. in this scenario is a female badass kickboxing taxi driver fight yes honestly mate it was it was definitely one worth catching this one is coming to shudder so it'll be streaming on shudder service um yes and it was it was so good um because the opening scene right this is where the problem all begins you've got this strong female you know like i said female taxi driver she sort of drives taxis during the day and she's doing a kickboxing class at night um and not and not just any old like it's proper Thai kickboxing elbows and knees mm. and everything. Um it um she she's at home, right? I think there's some sort of noise in, in her in the flat across the way. She mm-hmm. like looks out her window and the scene is there is a female lying on the floor sort of mutilated on part of her leg and um enough i think i think the main part was like her thigh was was mutilated bits right. of skin have been taken off and you're thinking oh my god and um and she's staring at all this and and there's something else going on as well uh, it was the whole mo of the serial killer i can't even remember the, the mo properly yet um mm-hmm. and and this is brilliant mate she suddenly realizes oh fuck i'm actually looking at the serial killer, he's mm. looking at me. He sort of stood off to the side. You can't see him; you just see his shadow. And um, she's like, looks out the window, and she's staring face to face with him. And then that is that—that's the plot. Like he is next after her. He's like onto her, yeah. and it plays out so well. And like I said, she's a kickboxer, and she is a kickboxer. She has this wicked move of um, getting. Like she, first, he's just doing it at her kickboxing gym with some guy. He fancies himself a bit, and and he's a bit dirty when he's fighting. She has enough. She basically sort of somehow does some sort of scissor move where she holds onto yep. the leg, pulls him to the ground. His head is completely. His arms are all like wrapped up in her legs. His head is yes. free. And she starts like smacking him in the head repeatedly. <laughs> she does his move later on with the the serial killer. You got to imagine she's she can like punch, kick, elbows, and all that. And the serial killer's got bloody great knife that's his weapon yeah um and the fact Mate, that he's I can, crazy I can, I can hear the passion in your voice behind the film you're really excited by this film i like I this film just, i really yeah, yeah. I, this I, is the film before, i needed yeah. now i need this yes yeah no no totally before before the festival started it was getting a lot of good press i think it played at a couple of festivals beforehand and it, it, it won some awards and done really really well and um i was i mean annoying myself because everyone one of the guys duke mitchell was tweeting about it quite heavily as well i did um, see it was a smaller screen I, it was a small yes, screen I, yeah yeah it was yeah but I, I was tempted, but then I thought, let me just play it safe with Hatchet. But I'm glad, he, I'm glad you liked it. Again, I think it was, I liked what I saw. Hatchet was great, and I, I, I loved it. And and Cold Hill 
was going to play well anyway, from I what I heard. I might come back to this um, quickly later on with another film with a, a strong female character. Uh, oh, yeah. This one has a strong female character that's all the rage these days, and she right. was yeah. she was uh, strong and yeah. she was definitely female. Which, um, which so is yes. which is which yeah, which is needed um, given given how the genre was going. But after this, we split again, didn't we? So we've done a lot of splitting this t- uh, on the sun- Saturday because then last film was you saw Game of Death. I did. Jumanji meets some some sort of horror thing, right? Yeah, not so good. Um, <laughs> there was so like it was quite interesting that they didn't have much build up. They're like, oh, let's play this game. They pull this game out, and they're like, oh, it requires you to put your finger here. They all put their finger on it. Actually, yeah. it, it's like a little blood test. It suddenly takes their blood, and then the game starts. And um, it starts like this, mate. Right? Imagine there's seven of you. And yep. you all put your finger. So you're in this game now. And the game informs yep. you, you have to kill 26 yes. people. And yeah. each time you don't kill someone within a, a certain time period, one of your lot's going to die. One of the seven. And it's like, okay. And, and 26 right. just seemed like a bizarre number to pick, to, to start with. But anyway, it, it, with the time runs out and they haven't killed someone in that amount sure it's not, of time. Sure, sure it's not between two and six, like game boards, two and six players. Uh, I like it, Mal. You see, all this stuff's going over my head, but you, you're right in there. You, you're like <laughs> reading all the stuff on screen. All I, all I know was there were heads exploding. I didn't watch it, mate. And that was good. Right. Heads. Oh no, okay. I know. You just hearing this synopsis, you're like, all oh, yeah. right, okay, yeah, I can I'm analyzing that. It sounds, it sounds brilliant, Mal. All really I know, heads were blowing up if people weren't doing it in time. But yeah. then I was sat there thinking. Okay, so they they, they they quickly work out they they got to kill people. People have to die so that they can live. Right. And I'm thinking, right. why don't you just go and kill some dogs and cats? You didn't, you know, we're in the rule book to say it has to be a human being. But no, they didn't. They didn't go past that at all. They just like so you stamp on twenty six ants and you thought sorted, mate. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, you could do. But they obviously like, didn't do that. It sounds like sounds rubbish, mate. Um, yeah, they they don't count. They start by counting the tw- the the first few but then after right. a while i think they just got bored and they they roll into some old people home old people's mm. home and they start like offing a bunch of them not old people actually is a place of terminal illness it's okay it's just not that good so before we go into why where, where i was a friend of mine who's another friend of mine who saw game of death loved it absolutely loved it why? in fact he was sat through um, he just liked the way it's put together, the commentary it was giving, everything else. In fact, I was in the Phoenix with him that night, Saturday night, and he was sitting to talking to directors about two in the morning about it. So he loved it. So it is subjective. I was at the Duke Mitchell party. Now, the Duke Mitchell party is bloody fantastic. Um, this is my second one of the of, 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 of I've been to. Last year I went to it because I walked out of uh, that blood feast. You went walked to, out? Yeah, old blood feast. Are you saying um, it's worse than? Um... No, no, no. Only because uh, blood feast was was playing, but the people I was sat next to, they're like, "We're going, Dick Mitchell, mate. You got to come." It's a laugh. I'm like, oh, "Fair enough." And I did, and I'm glad I went. Anyway, I went there again this year. Now, Duke Mitchell party. What it is? It's if if you don't know what Duke Mitchell party is or who Duke Mitchell are, it's think of all the worst stuff you can see on YouTube, like the worst adverts or the worst film premises or the, anything that's just completely bonkers, they'll find it and then they'll hype it up and they'll get a director or an actor or somebody related to the movies to introduce it and you just crack up laughing. And then every time they finish that, they give the person a, a whiskey shot. 
that's the rule, right? Some and of the, some of the stuff is it can be is is like stuff that later that's published on YouTube, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There's if, there's mad stuff. So this it, it varies, man. So we saw. So you'll be this, tweeting some of that stuff out, right? Some of the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Because we saw, we saw some we saw, we saw random stuff. We saw this random Nazi thingy, which was uh, we were laughing at. I don't know what it was. Now I forgot. Now I was, I was a few. I had a few drinks in me. Um, we saw this film about. It was mental. I think there was Bridget Nielsen in it. I think Bruce Willis was in it. It would look El Dorado. Yeah, El Dorado. I think it was not the TV program. But <laughs> check it out. Yeah, this film called El Dorado. Everyone's in it, and it looks top shit. So you know you, they'll find these random things um, to put on there. Anyway, so the whole thing is you've got um, you've got um, Paul McAvoy's in there, and Ian Rattray's in it. Uh, Alan doesn't hang around, obviously. And you got you got like we had Graham Skipper in there. We had uh, Barbara Crampton in there. And they all sit there with you in the crowd and they get up and introduce, introduce a clip and they hype it up and you just crack up laughing. And it's just the most fun, man. And they give the, they, they give freebies away. The, the running joke is they give shit DVDs away. So this yeah, time they I give got, the Last year I got um, Power Rangers and all right. Series 3 yeah, of the, Wentworth Prison, I think. There you go. But, but the, yeah, and, and, and Duke Mitchell is that you don't get a good DVD. You get like a crap DVD. Uh, although Arrow are giving a good little a box, uh, a goodie bag away. So Doom Witch Party was great fun. I'm glad I went. It was just a hilarious laugh. Um, you sat there with all the crowd. You're just watching these random clips. Graham Skipper's clip actually didn't work. It was his 11th grade, no, year, age 11 video drama thingy. And the video, uh, the, the laptop froze. So he reenacted that clip with his sister. Um, and they played out this little thing he was doing. It's really, really funny. So you see people in a different light, and I think it's it's really good fun. So I was there at the Duke Mitchell party while you were suffering through Game of Death, by the looks of it. Um, All righty. Yeah. And then, yeah, after this, you went home. I went to the Phoenix, was drinking till about 2.30 in the morning, and then we're next up for Sunday. Yes. And Sunday was Killing Ground, first up. I heard some good stuff about this. I didn't see this. Um, as you know, to tell me about Killing Ground because I, I think I, I want to catch this. So another Aussie random messed up, dark, creepy thriller. Um, it's about this couple that go out in the they go out in the outback again. I'm not going. To, I'm telling you one thing for starters, mate. I'm not going to <laughs> Australia. I'm not going to the outback. I'm it's staying all, in a hotel about the in the city. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near the outback. And Killing Ground is basically yeah, they go out in this for New New Year's New Year's Eve for Christmas. They go out to the sort of camping thing and they camp and they see some weird gangs on and they see some creepy locals being creepy um, and weird and stalkery and stuff and it starts off alright and then it slowly descends into this weird messed up what the hell is going on with this movie kind of thing yeah. it's, not, it's not gory in your face but it's creepy and how the Aussie guys do it they do put it creepy into your head and say there you go make whatever you want of it and there's 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 a good premise on it because there's a couple who are there, husband and well, girlfriend and boyfriend, and there's a family. And then it, it alternates between timelines. So you're in the present moment and then catching up in a story. Say so this has happened while, you know, in the last few days. So it builds up to a crescendo of some total madness where, you know, these two locals are gang being nuts. I don't want to spoil it because there's lots of build up to it. I don't, don't want anyone to root. But if, effectively, um, there's a tent that's been abandoned. The owners don't return. And this couple think what the hell's going on. And they start to suspect something really weird and mad. And then suddenly all hell breaks loose and it all goes nuts. And then you've got this suspense thing going on. What's going to go with these guys? What's going to happen to them? 
where's the family? And then there's his scene. Now I'm watching this film first thing in the morning, right? First thing in the morning, I'm watching this scene. Yep. And there's a scene, I'm going to set it up to you best as I can without giving it away. There's a scene with one of the bad guys, um, this young couple and a baby. And the baby's like a toddler at best. It's not a gross scene, but it's a, whoa, you can't do that on movie screen uh, scene. It's not nothing bad. Nothing. No, sorry. It's nothing gross and weird and like, you know, creepy in that respect. Then something happens to the kid and think, shit, they did that. Oh, wow. Fuck. And that was the only film throughout 25 films that I did sort of move back in my chair and thinking, shit, you can't, you, you went there. So watch it for that reason and okay. check it out. Killing ground. It's in a lot. It's in the third act. And it does, you do sort of think, whoa, you just did that. And watching it first up is hard, man. For 10 minutes, 10 minutes, you think, whoa, first thing in the morning, you see that. Um, and then the worst part is the end in a good way, not in a bad way. The end, the credits roll and you're thinking, what's happened? And then you sort of try and work out in your head, shit, did they? Didn't they? What happened? Da, 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 da. And it just goes, and it's great, and it's one of the top films of the festival. It really Alrighty. is. Okay, so <clears throat> I'll definitely keep you an eye out. <laughs> so I, well, yeah, I went to see the short, short case, short film showcase, and yes. um, you actually yes. nipped in in time to see the film we wanted yes. to see, which was yes. um, a film we backed on Kickstarter. Um, yes. So. It was great to see a film at Fright Fest with my name coming up uh, yeah. <laughs> with, with, with a credit in there as yes. a backer. Uh, the the film, Blood Shed film. That's it. Yes. Um, proper 80s. Um, yes. Killer Shed. Yes. Uh, and, it's yeah. bonkers, man. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's meant to be bonkers. I, it's funny. I just um, love the was, fact that, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I just thought it was, just, it was some really funny moments, but it was yeah. just so like when they just some of the 80s stuff was really they really nailed it, it, it and for a short film it you, you know it it, it it gets you going again we, we you know we're, we're talking about it longer because we backed it but it's done by james moran and cat davies james moran you know done zombie versus cockneys and you know he's, he's he's an accomplished guy and 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 the his sense of humor their sense of humor sorry just shows on the screen and it's great fun you know it doesn't take itself seriously it just is what it is so check it out. Short film. I'm, I, I ran literally ran from the end of Killing Ground to sneak in and see the end of that. Yeah, there was there was some other ones in there as well. Uh, I yeah, yeah. Can't I can't really I, remember I, which ones. I saw um, there was the okay. guy, that one oh. with the random agents eating everyone. Yeah, yeah, that was all right actually. Yeah, okay, quite like So, but then after that, you saw the end, didn't you? I did. I did. We. Uh, yes. Yeah, you tried to convince me to what what to see. Our evil. No, no, I saw Mind Hack, which I thought Ah, yes. Trying to give me to go, he tried to Mind Hack me and make me go to Mind Hack. And I was like, no. Well, the premise, good, mate. So, again, the premise was good because Mind Hack premise was this, this guy's got a troubling mind. You know, he's got issues and they manifest in a, in a sort of weird sort of way. And he's trying to control that. And I think, oh, this could be interesting, man. It could be a, you know, one of the mindfuck films. But it slowly becomes this random, weird, teeny boppy kind of. Um, Hack, literally hacked the mind with this, this. I don't know. This, I don't know what it was, man. These random gadgets that are too, you know, tap into the mind and hack into it. And the dialogue was all like weird. Like I don't know it just didn't seem right. And it's just like, like some kid had made the movie. Some some twelve year old sort of put a film together and said, "There you go. Here's some shit dialogue. Here's some shit acting. And here's some shit premise. Work it out." Oh, dude. The, yeah. The, How you thought that film could compete with zombies, man? Zombies. Come on. 
Well, again, I I I I I done my usual. I sort of decided to watch film I probably wouldn't wouldn't watch anywhere else. Check it out, and if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. I can probably watch what's on the main screen. However, oh. I walked out. I walked out of mine deck about halfway through and got oh, some food. Even so, worse. Even so, worse. There you go. Um, so the end any good? The end uh, was was quite good actually. An Italian film. Basically, this guy um, he's at the office and mm-hmm. he basically gets stuck in lift. Right. And then the zombie apocalypse happens. Um, Perfect. And. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was really well done. It was quite interesting in that you know at certain points you want to be out of that lift, you want to be somewhere safe, but then yes. the, you know at moments the lift is the safest place to be. Um, no one can get in and no one can get out, and there was some interesting stuff in there, and it, right. and it had enough uh, gore and things, and yeah, it was okay. It was okay. I, I was yeah. it was quite a nice one. Um, it led me it stayed in that big screen and right. I was very happy I did. I don't know where the hell you were, Mal, um, because you missed out on a hell of a film which Double was date. Double Date. Yeah. Um, I, I knew it was gonna be good from the start. I remember telling you about it. One of the guys saw it at previous all Mal, he's gonna bring the house down. It's a riotous comedy, watch it. But I wanted to watch the film I saw for reason different reasons, so I'll come to that, but you can cover double date for now. So um double date, it was um the guy, like his first time film, and and it's a comedy horror, and he went up on stage. And I swear to God, he goes, he mentions the the film you shouldn't mention, which is Shaun of the Dead, because <laughs> all of a sudden he was like, he's like, uh, he mentions, yeah, all these people try to bring out films that um, that are comedies, but it's sort of a horror. It's a tough act to follow when you got something like Shaun of the Dead, and he's like. Yeah, you don't mention something like that, but he did it. He went there, and then we watched his film, and it was hilarious. Um, yeah. Yes, it's got Michael Socha in it. You mm-hmm. might know him mm-hmm. from um, This Is England, um, all those yes. those series of films. So um, it's about Jim, thirty, well, twenty nine year old um, virgin. His mate's gonna try and uh, fix him up. Bumps into they they sort of get on this double date with these two girls who little do they know are looking for males to uh, murder and um, they've got some sort of satanic thing going on when they're going to raise their dad from the dead and they need these they need all these like uh, dead guys and, and a virgin to top it off unfortunately for the guy he's, he's, he's trying to get he's trying to find these lucky nights um, but it's really good um, yeah. it's a nice set piece of it and there's a wicked fight at the end um, yeah and it works really well and it was he just loved it and I remember telling the director that saying I loved it so much the only thing I didn't like about it was the name Double Date because that just sounds rubbish um, but we were chatting about <laughs> it and I thought wait a minute and it, it, this is just as Fright Fest had finished and at the pub and I thought I shouldn't have been speaking to him because he was pissed as a fart trying oh, really? to yeah trying to talk seriously to me about his film I'm very sorry, so I made my excuses and ran. <laughs> so go on, Mal. What did you so see? I, I saw Our Evil. Uh, and again, I one of the ones I've been following on Twitter. and the guy, Yeah, and I've been following this guy on Twitter. And this guy had been really hopping his own film. And I thought, okay, I'll give him benefit of doubt. Let's see what it's about. And the guy's name Samuel Jali, or Galli, uh, depending on how you pronounce it. Brazilian guy. Put this film together. And I, I read about it, and it's it looks at evil. And looks at how evil is carried around and portrayed in someone's mind or whatever it is, and the effect it has on that person, and then how it manifests into, you know, your soul and 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 
you know, you, you, you sort of your being. And I thought, this could be fantastic. You know, and I really pinned it down as you know, the one that would probably shock. And I thought, all right, let's check it out. Um, so I went and saw the movie and it's, it's very, you know, sort of Spanish, Brazilian sort of type of film where it's quite arty, a lot of loud screams and loud noises and stuff. And that's sort of, you know, really brings you into the film. But it's basically, about, it is basically about a man with his spiritual powers. It starts off pretty brutal, man. It's an assassin guy and he kills someone in a pretty gruesome way. And pretty, he's like, bang, straight away, takes you to the day. He's like, well, all right, fair enough. I'm, I know where I am with this film. And, and it's, this guy's got his powers and he's told by, um, uh, his, his mentor that it's demonic entities can return to destroy his daughter's soul. So he's got to take measures to prevent this. So he's got to prevent, he's got to basically protect his daughter from yeah. being overpowered by this, this, this demonic entity. Okay. And it's set in this sort of, you know, it's set in Sao Paulo. It's a very seedy, very, you know, like, at the bottom end of you know um, society in terms of you know, the degradation and what's going on and he captures it all really really well um, and then there's this serial killer guy who's trying to protect his daughter he's got his spirit going on and it's, it's a mishmash of all that sort of stuff but at the same time it's 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 shot it, at a very sort of you know manageable pace and he's sort of on this journey with this guy and he's sort of like Prodding along with the film, and I liked it when it finished. I thought that was a great watch. I don't want to. There's not much I can say about it without giving it much away, but it's great watch to to watch it for what it is and what it does, and how it captured it really, really good. I thought, you know what, I like that. And I sat in the Q and A. I found out in the Q and A that this, this bloke sold his apartment to make a movie because he goes, they don't get they get zero funding in Brazil to make these sort of movies, but he wanted to make it because he wanted to make this this type of film. So yeah. He sold his apartment, you know, he put his own money into it. He goes, look, here's here it is, here's my labor love. And I thought, you know what, good on you, mate. And I respect. For doing that, but also I was also also glad I'm, I'm sorry because given given the fact that he's he's having trouble with making this, getting this film done or getting this film you know yeah. uh, marketed out there, I may not see it again. But it's a really clever film. It's really well done. It's it's very visceral, very dark, um, but it, it does grab you, mate. So it's, it's worth checking out definitely. Okay. Um, well, if it can, if it gets released anywhere, if it gets out. But I'll move right. on to that because we've got we can talk about mayhem all night, can't we? No, which is next time. No, did you see it? I did. Do you like it? <laughs> I did, I did, I did. Um, <laughs> what I liked about it, Mel, was um, Joe Lynch. I th- yes. In my eyes, he's, he's levelled up. I've never liked his yeah. stuff before. I, say, I can safely <laughs> say that now that I've found a film that I actually like of his, because he's a really nice guy. And every time I bump into him, I feel like I have to say, I love this, I love that. But I don't, I don't love any of them. But Mayhem yeah. was good. He did it really well. Because um, we, we also saw Evelyn with mm. uh, Salma Hayek, which was okay, but it was yes. that still sort of B movie level. But Mayhem was a lot better. Um, yes. A little wordy at the beginning, maybe in mm-hmm. exposition, you know, getting everything set up, but really well done. You know, what is it yes. like? Um, I thought it was like office politics acted out via hand to hand combat. It was uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah, that is the thing, isn't it? Where the, the people suffer, suffer from this, this rage thing called ID7. Um, or something, and you know whatever that rage you just, you, you know you you, manage, you you just portray it out on people when you just go for it, and it's it's the social. Oh, sorry, the yeah, so everyone gets infected with ID seven, yes. and then the authorities close off the building, so no one's allowed yes. out. They have to yeah. survive seven hours or however long, and That's right. because it's an and office, and yeah. at an office you hate everyone more or less. Yeah. Um, or you fancy whoever, or you know all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Office politics with this virus 
uh, everyone infected, it suddenly amplifies it all. So everyone's mm. like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> everyone's fighting and everyone's yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's some great again, there's some great some great fight scenes in here and some good dialogue as well. But also, it's good because it it does capture that that office politics thing really really well, where you hate that person and if you could smack him in the mouth or whack him with a baseball bat, you would. And this film has let you do that. So it lets you sort of almost, you know, be on that person's side. So, you know what? Yeah, I've got, I've got a person in my office that I could just easily smack up side of the head, you know, more than once. And you do. Um, and it, it, it does it really well. And you, you root for the guy and you root for the whole thing at the end. And it's cliched, you know, people at the top level looking down at the bottom level, uh, you know, you, you, you do, you know, you don't want to be that person to um, miss out on the opportunities. That's really well. And I, I liked it. It's it, one of the top films again. And it was, you know, so it, it, again, some good, some good, some good, uh, some good blood and guts in there. Then we had. So. Villainous. Yes, I was looking forward to this film, my friend. Um, it once yes. again another one has a absolutely epic poster. In the build up to to this film at the festival, mm. I avoided all trailers stuff like that, or I just kept looking at the poster again, and it evokes in my mind. I mean, I know it's a. It's easy to say that because it's Korean, but it evokes old boy. Mm-hmm. And I just Startless, thought, yeah. it just looks so badass. <laughs> the poster. Yeah. I need to get hold of that poster. It's just, just brilliant. Um, yes. Sat through the film. We mm-hmm. watched it. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I have to tell about it didn't, didn't quite work. <laughs> the villainess. So I think I wrote at the time, the villainess was good, mm-hmm. but I feel opening action scenes were so epic that the film feels like it falls flat halfway through. Um, and then thinking about it, I don't think any action sequence in that film matched the, the opening 10 minutes. So yeah, my synopsis was a lot, a lot, a lot less politely put when I walked out of cinema, I said to somebody it shot its load in the first five minutes. And yeah, after that, it couldn't recover. It's too top heavy, wasn't it? Yeah, way too, way too. Heavy. And look, but the thing is, talking to people who are fans of the genre, uh, the Japanese horror and the sort of samurai stuff, they do say that look, these sort of films do have that. So the the biggest thing for me was this romantic romance scene or romance period of the film where the the there's a you know, the falling in love of the main character uh, with with his fella, and it, there's a lull. But apparently, it's a known trait with a lot of these sort of types of films. Yeah, um, so I, th- I thought about it as like, um, because it's a Korean film, it's a reflection of um, sort of Korean values. And mm. so you've got to remember those types of things. So maybe it, it for us, it feels like it, oh, it's gotten really like, yeah, know, really flat, but it's sort of reflecting things there. Um, yeah. And I think it is a good, it's a good look at how, it, how, how that, that works because it, it, it paints it look to me it paints a lovely picture it paints a lovely story it's you know it's top heavy from the start but it almost you know restarts again it's just felt but weird then, it's called the villainess you think yeah. oh it's it's the, about the female character right she's the poster she's got a gun she's a badass right and then yeah. in the film they're like oh she's single she must yeah. be married off and yes, it, yeah. it's like a storyline. It's just uh, exactly, it just and then didn't it, it becomes all that. Yeah, and so, uh, for me, it didn't work either. Uh, I walked out thinking, "Oh man, they didn't really, didn't really grab me. It didn't do much." And this, but, I felt this. This was also um, reminded me of Cold Hell because I mentioned about the female mm. character there. She's got mm. some issues with her past, and right. 
she and it's it is real life she doesn't want to talk yes. about it all these people yeah. like try and help her you know tell me what's the problem mm. she doesn't want to talk about it the only no. way she can work it out is through anger <laughs> yes yeah exactly uh, what saved it for me what saved the night for me was a karaoke afterwards i know you want i know you weren't there but no, it was it was, it was basically just a, a piss up and people singing random songs the highlight for me was at the end of it i um so <laughs> it's basically a lot of fright festers right and paul McEl- paul mcavoy and in this case, it was Graham Skipper and Joe Lynch. Uh, Adam Green was there. Did you tell Joe Lynch uh, that you loved Mayhem? I did indeed, actually. Yeah, we had a good chat about it. But I can top that, mate. We ended the first. We ended a karaoke with me and three of my other mates and Joe Lynch and Graham Skipper and Paul McAvoy singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, the karaoke. Uh And we were all at it, mate. The whole crowd was there. So all the rappers were singing along. It was one mental party. And this is three thirty in the morning, by the way. I got to say, right? So we were we were going for it. I was asleep by then. You were, yeah, you were, you probably were, but we were going for it, and it was such, such a laugh because it just basically just went on from crappy songs to fun songs to weird songs to everything in between, and then it was just alcohol everywhere, and it was such a laugh. So that helped the fact that fitness would let me down, but it didn't help me to recover in time to try and sleep for the final day on Monday. So what did you see on Monday then? So what was your I was first lucky. film? So I was lucky. I had a later start because I saw the Discovery film. So I went. I didn't see the main film. I saw Veronica. Veronica was bloody amazing. Was it? Um, bloody good, mate. So it it's very Hitchcock style film, right? Veronica was basically this. Uh, it's based around a reclusive female psychologist um, who's sort of tucked away in a cabin somewhere, hiding away. Doesn't really do medicine anymore, but she's taken um, taken the case of a disturbed person called Veronica, and it's their journey. It's very Hitchcock. It's shot, it's shot in black and white. It's very Hitchcock, very, uh, you know, very Brian De Palma kind of, you know, sort of style film whereby you look at it and it, and you see the slow build up of the film yeah. and you discover lots about the characters, very character driven, very, very dialogue driven. Is um, that a nice way of saying there's not a lot of deaths in it? Uh, yeah, no. but it's, you don't notice that at all. You don't need deaths. It's, it, uh, Spanish films are subtitled, and you know it's 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 great. It, I loved this film. I loved that I saw this film. I loved that I, that I put some money, uh, well not money, but I put my put some faith into watching this and get a ticket for it. Um, and okay. it's just it's just this patient um, uh, doctor relationship thingy that unravels, literally unravels, and you follow it and you sort of see what's going on. And uh, the acting's phenomenal, and the scenes are phenomenal, and he just. Watch it, mate. Find it somehow. Watch it and thank me later that you saw it. It's really, really good. Really good. Yes. Um, so um, I saw Stillborn. Um, oh, yeah. I remember you you went uh, taken with it because yeah, another film about like uh, <laughs> yeah involving the mother and the baby. La la la. I've seen all that. Stuff. It, would, it, would, it would have been the fifth film I would have seen with some sort of dead kid involved. So yeah, but it was it. actually pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. So the, there is the this is this child is born and it just so happens that um, he was one of the twin and the, the twin dies, but it's not Absolutely. necessarily about that. It's that this with the, the couple have moved to this new place and, um, and they just try and get on with their life. Um, though the wife sort of struggles a little bit with, um, you know, sort of postnatal types of issues and things. Um, at the same time, convinced that there is something, some sort of horrific, demonic entity 
trying to take her child and it was spun out quite nicely actually and um i quite enjoyed it in the end it was and it, mm. the thing i liked about it also was it was a film that didn't necessarily um end nicely okay um it didn't have a a nice happy ending it was it was pretty good it was yeah yeah thumbs up i mean i I'm not going to be rush out and watch it again, but um, it was it was quite good actually. It was a good start to the day. Um, right. I think we still are separated at this point. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Did, did we? Did yeah. What did you see? Where, where saw, were you? Now? Where were you? I saw, I saw low life after after oh, Veronica. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I take it. All back. What did you see? Low life. Yeah, yeah. You Mate, were. That's it, right. My film of fright fest. Yes, Low very Life is magnificent. Very much so. Yes, it really was. It blew me away. I was, uh, I didn't, I, 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 I saw heard the nothing about it. I didn't know. Yeah, I read the was. premise. Yeah, um, I read the premise. I thought it was good, and then the film. I was like, whoa. Um, so, Low Life is basically this. How should I put it? I put it's a take on society. <laughs> I got Go great on. storytelling that layers the movie. With characters and motive. Yeah, that's good. Mine was uh, a, a a grisly take on society and the depths we get to, uh, and I think that both of us sort of covers it quite well because I first of all it it was very very Tarantino-y to me. Yeah, in yeah, it's done in the Pulp about, Fiction type style, but um, yeah, a bit more clinical than Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also like, the gunfights, the brutality, you know, it's very much, you know, you don't, there's no build up to some of the, some of the, some of the, uh, the violence. You just bang there in your face. Yeah. Like, so it's, it starts thing. off, you know, yeah. the baddie, he's a proper yeah. baddie. He's like, oh exactly, my yeah. God. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was grotesque. It was, I was yeah. like, wow. And, oh, yeah, yeah. But the interesting way, the way that the film plays out is there's scenes where it looks like it's one way. And then mm. the next scene which yeah. is back in time that precedes it. You suddenly realize yes. these new characters that you thought were one way, their motivation is different and they're, they're doing something yes. else completely different. Yeah. Because the way and, it's shot. Yeah. And, and the excitement of knowing that they're building up to this scene mm. that's set out a certain mm. way. And you're yeah. all of a sudden you was like, Oh my God, it's yeah. going to head. Yeah. Come to a head. Oh, it's exactly. And, and the way it's, it's shot so is great powerful. Because- yeah, because the way it's shot is really good because what it's done is it's sent, it, as you say, it's, it's set in that sort of backwards order. So you see one scene and then you see it a few minutes earlier, which makes it, and it gives that scene completely different relevance. And it goes from there to the crescendo at the end. And, and it's weird because it's a film about organ harvesting. You think, what the hell? And it just goes from this organ harvesting thing to just, it just spirals out of control. And it's just, and the best bit is this, this Mexican wrestler guy. This El monstro. Monst- that's it, El monstro. Le- what's, the, what's the tagline? It's, um, the legend is all, right? Yeah. Yeah. La, la, I, don't know. I can't remember how they phrase it in Spanish, but it's kind of like, la leyenda es todo. Yeah. And, and it's great because it, it, this is plonked the Mexican wrestler guy. You know, this, this, this guy who's got his mask and it's all about a mask and about his character. I'm getting, I'm getting that costume. For yeah. Yeah. Def- yeah. They have to, man. But a great film. I loved it. And I, and I loved it. How brutal it was. It was just in your face. It was no missing about. There was no subtlety to the film. It was just bang. It's life's raw. It's, it, you know, this thing is harsh. If you're struggling at the lower end of the food chain. Low life. It's fucked. Yeah. It's fucked. Everything was, just, yeah, crazy. And, and yeah, go watch it, man. Just find it, watch it and enjoy it. It was really, really good. Um, Sorry. 
Because that film was so great, I think yes. I saw a turkey after that. What did you see? I think I saw Top Top Knot Detective. <laughs> did you? Yeah. It looked good. It looked good. I can't. I can't. Did I definitely see that? I haven't got it in front of me here. I saw watch that. I saw Better Watch Out. Yeah, I know. I missed that. Better Watch Out was brilliant, mate. I'm going to catch that because apparently that's coming to Shudder. It is. You're going to love it. It's Home Alone meets um, Home Invasion-ish type of film. It's a bit. It's a bit seedy, man. This film. Um, it's a bit weird and creepy as well. It's funny. Some good dialogue in terms of these kids. I don't want to give it away, man, because it's a great twist in it. Um, okay, well, I'll, I'll give some stuff about mine then. Um, so, I, again, I hadn't oh, yeah, I, I'll come back read to mine. the synopsis to Top Knot Detective. Yeah. Uh, and it was, yeah, the, it was uh, the greatest 90s samurai show you've never seen, apparently. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it's a documentary about this obscure 90s samurai show. And yes. um, also some of the, the some dark dark story that is around it with the people who made it and that and i thought okay great sat there watched it and it was you know funny enough it looked like uh like power rangers on on acid type thing and it was all yep. funny it was like pretty 90s and then there was a certain point where it suddenly dawned on me that this isn't a real documentary it's like a <laughs> mockumentary and that yeah, yeah. at that point it was just kind of deflated for me and uh, then, and then all the '90s stuff started to look a little overegged, and uh, I didn't really enjoy it. And I might have fallen asleep in the middle. They, but, um, so yeah, that, so that was my was experience. Good. So better watch out. Basically, it was it's 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 set on a suburban street, and there's this kid who's got a favorite babysitter, and she's going to babysit him that night. The parents are going out. Patrick Warburton, you know, you know, he's he's the voice of um, American. No, American American dad? Yeah, Brett Warburton, you know, he's the sort of voices. He's a dad in it, and he plays he, he, he he's, plays so his family, they go away. American they, dad is literally the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and he's, um, th- so they go away uh, for the night, babysitter's there, babysitter is the favourite of the, of the, one of the lads, and they're going away, I'm out there, about their evening, and then they get a brick through the window saying something along the lines of get out or die or something like that. And then there's some someone sneaking around the house, and then suddenly it takes a turn for the worst, and okay. it's a home invasion film, but with a twist. Is it comedy or is it? It's very funny, str- very dark, very another twisted. Another comedy horror. Yeah, and it's great fun. Um, you'll like it. I know you'll like it. Um, it's it's worth a watch, mate. And oh, it's got some. It. Yeah, and it's got some great twists on it. it really has. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed watching that. It went down well in a treat. The crowd loved it. I think everyone walked out thinking, yeah, what a great film. Um, and it's out at Christmas time this year. All righty. After that, what did you watch? So what did you watch? No, we came back watch? together. We came back together for this one. No, we didn't. Oh, you didn't watch The Terror of Hallow's Eve? No, no, no. I watched Meatball Machine Kodoku. Oh, the best God. film ever you're going to see really? in your life. <laughs> it was fantastic. Go on. How bad was Terror of Hallow's Hallow's Eve? Um, so yeah, it was, <laughs> that's it all. <laughs> it wasn't great. It was okay. The big problem I had was, um, well, I should have known the, the poster itself had, sort of shows this, um, small troll like, basically it looked like Dobby the house elf. Um, <laughs> that's not very scary. 
right? And um, right. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this because this leads on to another thing I thought about it, which was he is called the Trickster. Okay. Yeah, this evil entity is called the Trickster. Now, right. to any of our listeners who are uh, fans of the Sarah Jane mysteries will know there is a baddie in that called the Trickster who looks a lot more scary than this thing. And it's sort of teenage. Yeah, people die no, in it. You're not selling it, mate. You're not selling it. Yeah, people die in it. Um, and so it was a horror festival. Yeah. You're not selling it, mate. No. Uh, I didn't, didn't think much of it. <laughs> All right. Let me sell you Meatball Machine Kudoku. It uh, was really? bloody fantastic. Okay. Mate, if you've seen, have you seen Tokyo, Tokyo Gore Police? No, I haven't. Right. So there's this, there's this strain of films which are very Japanese, very out there, lots of blood and gore, and in this, it's like Splatterfest, and it's the most fucked up thing you can think of that they've put onto a movie in terms of. I don't know what man, fuck it. I don't know. I begin to start the film and you'd see these mutations of people and someone's sitting there thinking about mutation. So the mutation basically what happens is the film is there's this virus floating around and it takes over a, a part of, part of the, uh, part of where to stay. And the thing you're most obsessed, obsessed about becomes your weapon. Right. So it could be anything. It could be, uh, in the film, there's a guy obsessed about money, obsessed about, I don't know. I can't remember now off the top of my head. Um, just about books, just about um, everything. So it becomes your it becomes your weapon, yeah. and it's just one splatterfest after another. And some of the dialogue is hilarious. Um, it's translated, obviously, in so you may lose some in translation. But I swear, I've never laughed so much at a film at Frightfest than I've ever done at that film. It, I was laughing every few minutes. Um, more some, than more, deathgasm. More than deathgasm. Trust me. I was cracking up. I walked out of thinking, what the hell have I seen? I want to watch it again. It's brilliant. It was just a splatterfest of all kinds of blood and guts and, and corny lines and you're cracking up with stuff and you're thinking, this can't get any worse. Oh shit, it got worse than it had done. And worse in a good way. Or you're thinking, this can't go any more twisted. Oh shit, it's gone twisted. It just it just changes gear every I few minutes. I, I reckon watch I'll it. watch it. I'll be like, I know what, you, you watched it with a crowd who were up for watching it and it was like great. Yeah, of course. With him, but I'm going to be watching it by yeah. myself, thinking this yes. is just not working. Probably, probably. But then that's the thing with Firefist, right? You're watching it with the right sort of crowd as well. But I, I, yeah, I but there's, there's with films that stand like like Low Life. I'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. to be buying that. I mean, Tell you what, I'll come round your ass and watch watch Meatball Machine Kanoka with you and laugh with you. There you go. That's two now. All right, last film of the day. Last film of the festival, even. Yes. Um, go on. And it definitely brought the house down. Um, it was the tragedy girls. Mm, it was, um, it was, it was. I marked it as one of the ones, one of the ones I have to watch. Yeah. It, yeah. It was definitely my top five. It's up there. Um, yeah. Only second to low life because low life just had that emotional hook for me. But yeah. tragedy girls, what was it like? An updated clueless Heather's. Yep. Uh, Meet scream. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was these these two girls at high school who, yep. um, well, they're obsessed with their social media presence. Yes. Um, and they're into slashes. Yes. Uh, literally, they. Well, how would you, how would you put it? So uh, it, for me, it was very. It, it's very, very much a film made for the current 
sort of generation. So it's very much about social media. It's about, about likes and hashtags and that sort of, so all the other tick box lines are in there. And it's very much driven about these, these girls that have got this thing about no, notoriety. They've got a blog called the tragedy girls and there's a serial killer on the loose and they want to hype it up and they want to get on. They want to, they want to get, they want to do what they can to get their blog most noted out there. So yeah, these, 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 these two girls, they're in the high school, um, they're high school seniors and then they, they're obsessed with this social media presence and they want to do what they can to get it. And their interest is, is, is driven by, by these serial killer, these murders and, and they want to get involved in it. And it's very hands on from them. They're very much into getting involved in these murders. Um, and then what they do is they've, they've, they, they, I won't give, I'll give some of it away, I suppose. They get this serial killer and they trap him. And it gets quite funny because they sort of almost use him to try and learn how to become better at serial, being serial killers. And then along this, along with, along with this, they, then they start, then some killings start increasing in this town and their blog gets more likes yeah, and more notoriety. Yeah. Yeah. And they all, they get all these hits and then suddenly it get, it gets, it goes, goes out of control and they just try and do what they can to, to keep, keep this blog going and keep this notoriety going. And it obviously concludes out of prom. It obviously concludes with a lot of nods to a lot of films like Clueless and Heather's. And there's a prom scene at the end, and then there's these two girls, and then there's a, a big crescendo. I liked the film. It wasn't the best film of the festival for me, but I liked watching it. I liked some of the again, I liked some of the way it was put together. Yeah, it was, it was a big hitter. This film. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I liked. I, I think it's going to play really well. I think it's going to get to the mainstream mainstream uh, sort of audience. They'll like it. It'll play well at cinema. Um, I think it'll be a great one to chuck onto the DVD and, and get that going, and then people will just buy it and love it. Um, it's a great film, man. I like watching it. I think it it, it, it worked really well. Um, I think for me personally, some of the line, some of the lines were a bit corny and like, you know, they kept using the word jelly instead of jealous. I'm like, oh, fuck's sake, man, come on. Um, and was those are just a like, case of them being young and we're old now. Yeah, probably. It probably is me, but you know, are you jelly? I'm like, oh, come on, man. I don't want to hear that, you know? Um, and it, 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 and, but then the Tyler McIntyre, the guy behind it made this film patchwork. And Patrick was fantastic. Yes, and I was going to say that, Mel. Wait, oh my god, I, you, you beat me to it. I, <laughs> I try to find out what this director had done, right? Yes. And I find this this title, Patchwork. Mm. So I punch it into Google. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact term, but your name came up. It was yes, I wrote, yeah, yeah, I wrote a review for it. That was the first hit. Was a piece <laughs> you'd written on it? For Christ, I'm not reading that. <laughs> it was no, I, I've done it justice, mate. Um, no review for it for London Horror. You never uh, mentioned it though, didn't I? I'm sure I did. No, you never mentioned it. Certainly in the run up to this. No, you've never mentioned it to me. This yeah, it's the, the first, first time. No, I'm sure I mentioned it in the podcast at some point. I don't oh, know. Anyway, okay. I'll, uh, gets to show you, I don't listen to the podcast or, or me. Um, uh, no, the Patchwork was a great film, and so I bought into watching his second film, Tyler McIntyre's second film, Tragedy Girls, and it worked really well. Again, uh, someone like Dalek, you're right, probably because I'm old and I'm like, you know jelly and those sort of words are like oh what the hell but i think apart from that some of the scenes were really really funny um there's a current trailer going around don't watch it if you haven't seen the movie oh yeah no i I sat through that gives everything away oh no 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 no. so the current trailer don't watch it it gives everything away and it ruins one of the good one of the best scenes in the film actually which i won't tell about say about it but there's a scene in there and i thought oh shit it's it's in the trailer um so the trailer gives a lot away but watch it. We liked it. And I think it's a great way to close Fright Fest. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was Fright Fest for us, guys. You know, that was... 2017. 
yeah, us whizzing through 25, 30 films across two podcasts, across five days, um, involving all sorts of movies and, you know, going out and getting drunk or having drinks. Who's your people. film? What was your film Fright Fest then? Uh, I don't really know, man, because I didn't really have a film of Fright Fest. You know, I had lots of other films to like. Low um, life movie. Like, Low life movie for me. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, it, it I was, think... they were very close, but that one just had it made me laugh, wince, and cry. And, uh, and that's what that's my holy trinity of horror films. Laugh, wince, and cry. Yeah. That's a good one, mate. Yeah, like it, it hit all the high points for me. <laughs> I like that, mate. I like Grotesque, that. Grotesque, funny, uh, and you know, yeah, and upsetting. I think for me, I haven't got a, I haven't got a, uh, a a top film that really stood out to say I've got to watch this. I think for me, they all Low Life was good, Sixty Eight Kill was good, Tragedy Girl was good, but then I like Mayhem. I like Killing Ground. I like Veronica. Really, really good. I like Freehold was really good as well. Yep. Um, you know, better watch out. I like that. I like watching that. To be fair, uh, Rumi wasn't too bad, but uh, I think yeah, shit, I'll go with you on on the top film was probably Low Life, Sixty Eight Kill, and Tragedy Girls, um, and Killing Ground because it 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 it's brutal, uh, in 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 in, it's, in in what it does. Uh, and I like Mayhem because you know me, mate. I change jobs quite a lot, and I've worked with some random people that I wouldn't mind being let do some for a little while so I like Mayhem as well but I think all in all it was a great fight for us I think it was a strong lineup. I think there was a lot of films where normally you can duck out of mainstream films and think I'll be alright on this discovery but here I think this, the mainstream was pretty strong this year um, yeah alright we're done then for... let's go <laughs> yes I think we're done we've done, we've done more than hours you're waffling now mate you're waffling right so we're going to call it a night or call it a day or whatever it is yes. on this part well, second part of, or fourth podcast. Again, tweet us at uh, AI Horror Pod. Uh, I'm at Mal Jutley and you're at Ray's. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. This is a bit of a longer podcast, but we had to cover a lot more into it. Let us know what you think. And that was Friday Fest, guys. So, so, yeah, you know, hope you enjoy it. I hope some films stand out to you. If you watch anything that we recommended or anything that we didn't like and you liked it, let us know and we can discuss it on Twitter. And that's it for us, guys. Richard, anything else to say? No, I'm we done. done. Yeah. Right, good stuff. Have a good one, everyone. See you for the next podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.